I'd like to feel like the people that I've been around or I've been had been blessed to meet, what separates them from everybody else is like this pace. And they have a pace that like is their pace. Mm. But I think that pace comes from confidence. And I think confidence comes from making a whole bunch of mistakes. Right? And those mistakes come from taking a chance. So I'm like, okay, I've taken a chance. I've made the mistakes. Got a little bit of confidence. So let me figure out my pace. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, bro, if you walk into the room with Will Packer, you're like, I understand why he's Will Packer. You walk into the room with Puff Daddy, you're like, dude, there's a reason this is Puff Daddy. Like, he just controls the room, man. He has a pace. Los has a pace. Um, Steve Harvey has a pace, man. Kevin Hart, all these guys we've done work with. Shaq has a pace, bro. Now, it helps that he's 7'2", seven, seven but he's a mo- straight-up mogul. Dude, genius, bro. Straight up. And, like, I've been blessed to, like, just get all this free game from these dudes. Hot breath. What up, hot breath of verse? Here we are. Your favorite host, comedian Joel Byers. And you know what time it is. Hot breath. Oh, this is so exciting. Oh, my hot brethren and sisterin, we have arrived to yet another inspirational, educational, fun-filled hot breath episode for you today. This is a guest who admitted before the interview even started he had been ducking me, um, which I'm glad he was able to say honestly because this is a guest I have been trying to get for quite some time now, but it could not have been more on time. He is behind the scenes, the mover and shaker of one of the most blooming, booming media companies going on right now. All the mastermind, one of the masterminds behind the 85 South show, based out of here in Atlanta, but taking over the entire world. So this is going to be a great insight into not only that world, how they got started, but also good insights into how you can take your platform and achieve the same success. So that's what we're all about here. If you do enjoy this, Of course, feel free to share it with whoever is out there. I would ask you to leave an iTunes review, but I know you won't do that, so we'll just move on to the episode. But I do appreciate your valuable time and all your support as we continue to build a lot of positive momentum here. I'm so thrilled and have never been so excited to be a part of the Hot Breath Episodes. So thank you for keeping me inspired. All the feedback you've given me online and in person at shows it does not go unnoticed, and it really does keep me motivated, so I do appreciate and welcome it. And now, I welcome you to the next Hot Breath episode. Here we go, as there is only one thing left to do, and that is inhale a hot breath <sighs> with Chad Ubre. Yeah, it's like, um, I don't know, man. It's like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't have anything to say, bro. It's, it's for the talent, man. It's, you know, uh-huh. I don't know if, like, I just believe in the work, you know? Right. And, like, if the work speaks, I have to do less explaining, uh-huh. you know? Because I would hate for, um, sometimes the, uh, what is it? Um. <clears throat> uh, People's assumptions do better for you than you giving somebody something very specific. So, yeah. If I'm like, hey, man, this is our goal, and you were like, and you received it as, man, I thought this was, that's it. 
you know? So that's mm-hmm. why I'd rather just like that to work. Yeah, but that's why we're here because a, a lot of people may look at 85 South and be like, oh, they just, you know, they got people that are already on. You know, they got yeah. DC and Carlos. Oh, and no, Chico it's far and from that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but see, that's what people don't get is they right. think, a lot of people may think, oh, it just happened because they're no. there. No, the work is what I want to get into today. Man, it's, it's um, I'll say this. There's like, nothing we do is no accident. Totally. Yeah, like nothing like, yeah. fall, there's nothing that falls out of the sky. Yeah. You know, so... All right, so um, I, what do I, do I need to do some, some special? Uh, my name is Chad Uber, and I'm, yeah, I don't even do titles, man. That's not even my thing, bro. I don't, you know. No, I think. Uh, is this do, on? do I need one? Okay, yeah. Are we I'm on? Not we out here? And I'm used to, you know, you know. You're right, dude. As soon as we met outside, he's like, "Yo, man, I don't even know why we're here." You know, yeah, I don't, like, I'm oh, not, we ain't doing you, much you, out you'd, here. You'd rather talk to, you know, Loser or I've, I've had Los on here. Yeah, yeah and I've had Clayton on here. Man. Like it's, but it's about. Am I doing it? Is it left? There we go. Head, you don't know how headphones work, man. I was, you know, <laughs> I just put them on. I don't. Know. I'm usually like when I have the headphones on, I'm just listening. You know, we're doing our commercial, whatever. Right, right, yeah. yeah. You're just behind the scenes. I'm not even paying attention to what they're doing because I know that what they're gonna do is is what they're gonna do. So. And then you just you just turn it into like hashtags and like right oh. man oh I don't even do the social media so oh word yeah we it's um, jeez yeah, yeah yeah I don't even know how to log into the social media to be honest with you. <laughs> so I actually hate social media um, yeah it's a whole machine yeah so hashtagging isn't my thing man I have to like you know uh, my role I don't even like to say position but my role is more like uh, just kind of quarterbacking man from the you know calling from the big picture what does that mean. Um, so, you know, when you think about, um, like strategy or anything that you do, especially when you have a plan, there's, uh, people that are actually executing on like the very specifics of it. And then there's somebody that has to like, from top to bottom, that the machine is moving and every button is being pushed and those sort of things. So that's my role. I I hate to say position cause I still... Have no problem, you know. I'll take trash out and get cars and drive for people. It doesn't bother me. But so you're like you're like the puppet master. <laughs> I'm not even comfortable <laughs> with saying that. So, um, not, I, I just you know, from the big picture, I just you know, I try to see everything. Okay. That's, that's, I'll just say I'm not even comfortable saying puppet master because we all are very, um, we're all very like included in the process. Mm-hmm. It's not like hey guys, you do this and listen to what I say. Um, my position is more putting these guys in the best possible space and place with the best possible tools and environment as they can possibly be so they can exhaust every single talent that they have. How many people are on the, the team? Uh, total, uh, I'd say, uh, let me talk about it. In front of the camera, I'd say um, it's four, probably rotating. Obviously, that's Carlos, Chico, DC, uh-huh. Clayton. And then behind it, it's myself, um, our director, Joe, our audio guy, Kat, um, our music director, uh, Jay Wynn, and there's another camera op, um, Craig. And actually, there's another one we just brought on. His name Jeez. is Derek. So, yeah, it's about, Man. what is that, like eight of us? Seven, nine? I don't know. My math isn't the best. Yeah, you, you can tell. And then it rotates, man, because what will happen okay. is we'll go to a city and... Um, you know, just depending on the space, because different spaces, you have to shoot different or capture differently. So we may bring on another camera op or two. Yeah, for like the live shows and stuff. Right, 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 right. And then, um, you know, we're all working, moving around. So 
Joe may be in LA working on a project or um, another camera op may not be here. I may not be here. So you got to have somebody kind of fill in. But I mean, we kind of created a system where it kind of, to a degree, it runs itself. So Yeah, you got to have a system in place, especially with all the people you're working with, even the talent alone and matching up with their schedules. That's yeah, man, that's a chore. That's uh, your mom's calling. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I'll get that later. That's probably the hardest part, man. Because it was, it was our, you know, it's funny even saying. I remember when because we're not even that old, but yeah, you started like December of 2015. Yeah, so roughly (laughs) we're going on our third year, but but uh, unbelievable. I just remember when it was like everybody had time. Like, what y'all doing? You know, right, right. And that was it. You know, (laughs) and it was like it didn't matter if it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. If y'all free, let's do it. Mm -hmm. And then it became like. You know, what's your schedule like? You know, and then it turns into well, get on people's books and calendar invites and scheduling out two, three, four, five months ahead. So, yeah. Yeah, the evolution, man, yeah. is like, I remember it seemed like when you started in December, you were almost, you were almost just dumping them, almost like flooding the streets, like crap. Yeah. You know, like they just wanted to get it out there and right, then, right. then start to draw it back and build the demand. Like you just wanted yeah, that, that awareness. Was, um, was that the strategy there? The strategy was like, let's figure it out. And like all of us are felt comfortable enough to um we don't mind figuring it out like in front of people. Huh. You know? Yeah. Um, so I think some people take the uh mentality of um, well, let's get it perfect, or whatever the case is, but like, you know, this isn't like uh, a car we're building where there's specific specs, like it changes. Mm-hmm. All the time, like DC may go to LA and see something that just inspired him totally different, and now he comes back with a different perspective. Or I may have worked on a project and not known, like, oh shoot, lighting. If you like like this, that's di-, you know. So you, we all come back with different perspective, and then like experience and all that helps for it to evolve. And then you just learn. You make a lot of mistakes on the go, which like expedites the process of getting a little bit better. Yes. So what? What? Like, I think what I've learned is like. <clears throat> Yeah, turn that mic towards you there. I'm sorry. It's for the people. Yeah, yeah. For understand. the culture. Now, right. No, no, is... Normally, I'm you telling the... <laughs> Right. I can't hear you, bro. Uh, <laughs> no, n- normally, uh, I'm sorry. So, so for us, it's more like, I look at it like, um, I don't have like the perfect answer of what it's supposed to look like. But I think when you try a lot of things, you know exactly what it's not supposed to look like. Hmm. So it's almost like... Um, you know, if you're like people, are like man, what's the what's your what's your perfect job or like your perfect uh, partner? You know, boyfriend, girlfriend. Like most of us know what is not from like exes or ex jobs, but no, none of us really know. Like man, the perfect job is I clocking at this time. None of us really, really we just kind of working toward that. So like that's how we look at um, the podcast, and we just try to put as many like best practices around it, if that makes any sense. What are some of the best practices you found to be su- sustainable? Uh, uh, consistency. Okay. Yeah, so a lot of people are like, jump into it, and like, uh, a lot of people are jump into it like, very ambitious with these big goals and these big desires. It may be some people may be looking for a Hollywood deal. Some people may be looking for some money out of it. Whatever the case is, none of those things come without consistency. So I would say consistency is like number one, and just like pay attention to the details. So like, if your audience is accustomed to a certain type of audio like make sure your audio is always clean you know and like people i've heard podcasts where it's like one day the audio is super clean the next day i can only hear it out of the left ear and it's like man y'all are getting lazy on the things that matters the most because if you have like 
the content is is they they know what they're um, they're coming to listen to, but you got to provide like the best. You got to give them the the uh, um, the best output that you possibly can, like every single time. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not, um, even if you don't think it's the best, but like there's I man, there's, there's been people that's come to us and like, man, this is that one show. I'm like, y'all like that show? <laughs> For real? <laughs> but you don't, you know, you don't know what people's palates are, so. That's why I say like consistency, man, because you, you're like creating this framework where you're giving, you're creating a sandbox that people can play in, or you're creating this, this palette that people can, you know, taste test from. And will you, in building it, do you listen to audience feedback and you're like, okay, they like oh, more man, I have, of this? Yeah, that's my job. I have to. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, uh, you know, so I, when you think of '85 South show, like at least for me, I think about it as like, there's this big umbrella which is '85 South Media, right? And then we have like the day in the life stuff. And then we have the studio podcast. And then we have the live show. Then we have the variety show. Right. Um, and I think we've put out a couple of pieces of like cartoon pieces that we're partnering to work with. Even from the merchandise side. So like I'm always, always looking at these comments online. I'm always um I'm all like, even when we go to live shows, man, like I try to be the most unassuming person. Oh, I'm asking them what they think about the show, who they like, did they like this flow, did they like this cadence. All those things matter to me because, like, if the people don't like us, we don't really have too much. If they're not coming back, we don't really have too much. Yeah. Is that what you think has contributed to such big growth is listening yeah. to the audience? Yeah, it's way more, like, it's way more about the people. I can't tell you how many times, you know, we'll huddle after each show or after whatever project we're working on. And even from the talent side, like, man, what... What could we have done better? And it, it never fails from a 200-seater to a, you know, 800-seater to, to <sighs> you three You do 800-seaters? Yeah, we just came back from New Orleans. Oh, the House, the House of Blues? Of Blues yeah. Oh, my God. And, then, uh, <laughs> and it's like it never fails. Like, the talent, oh, it's about the people. As long as they can feel like we can touch them, it's cool. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we've done, man. We, we haven't. I say what we've done like we're. Um, it's not a competition thing, but I know what, for us specifically internally, it's been about it's been about like making sure that we're not untouchable, okay, or that we're not um, like we're everyday guys. We're not like Hollywood guys. That that make I hate to say Hollywood guys, but you know, there's that like that that invisible line when you're dealing with some celebrities. We don't have that invisible line. So you guys will do meetings after every show. Oh yeah, 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 for yeah, sure. To like what you can improve on and all that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not, um, I'd hate to be, like, ignorant to what's going on or too high up, you know, like flying too high, you know, in that private jet where you're, like, 50,000, 40,000 feet up and you don't know what the ground looks like. Right, right, right. We try to fly, like, somewhere in the middle. Okay. Yeah. Hey, can you scoot in a little bit? I'm sorry, I just bro. Get, no, Man, you're I'm, straight. I just wanted to get you in frame there. I'm being the worst, bro. I apologize. No, th- we're, this is our first time here. Yeah. Like, uh, I've been working with Amon Garner. He's been my engineer since, no like, doubt. day That's one. That's important. Audio in- engineer is very important. No doubt. Oh, dude. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. must. It's an overlooked asset, for yeah, sure, yeah, in podcasting. So, and now he's built out this studio at his place where he's hosting podcasts. This is dope. So this is the first time we've been here. It's a nice setup, man. Yeah. It's a good setup. This is sick. So yeah. we're, we're figuring out like the camera angle we wanted to do and all this. Right. So I just want to make sure your your face. You said you like to be unassuming, so I want to make sure yeah, yeah. Chad's face 
is in here. Right, right. No, I understand. So uh, <laughs> have we started or was that, was that the intro or what? I didn't know. Oh, yeah, we're here. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, cool, yeah, we cool. out just here, like, Chad. Just making sure. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Die, the, die. Drop the music. Dun, dun, yeah, yeah, dun. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just playing the 85 South. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Titties in the sure. building, all uh, that. You're crazy. For yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, you say if you want water, that's your water. No right doubt, man. There. Appreciate yeah. it. This is our Fontis water. This is like our Red Bull of you guys. You guys will have Red Bull. This is Fontis water. Yeah, we definitely made, a Red Bull. Made us a uh, custom label. Educated so. escape. I like this. Local spring water. No doubt. Already. No doubt. Okay, cool. So we're cool. out here on different hustles, and that's that's why I want been wanting to sit down with you. And you told yeah. me you've been ducking me. Yeah, so I have. I apologize. I kind of apologize, kind of don't, but <laughs> yeah, I'm not really one for a whole bunch of interviews. So. so and that the fact you even agreed to this made me. Yeah, man. I like. Really um, appreciate I've listened it. to a bunch of your. Uh, I don't like to walk into anything blindfolded. Right, you know? right, right. So when you told me. And I've obviously been seeing it, but um, our guy that runs our social, we got two guys that kind of have a piece of it. And it was like, yeah, Chad, somebody wants to interview. I'm like, man, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm good, man. And then I kind of figured, you know, I, I checked it out. And I actually listened to a bunch of them on the road because I'm always interested in, like, information, you know. So, right. Um, one of my uh, – you've done a, a bunch of really good ones. I really like the one with um, what's my man, John from County Hype. Yeah. Pay attention to that one. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Here's another one you did. I can't think of who was on it. Was it um obviously listen to the Carlos and the Darren ones yeah. and the Clayton ones. But there was one more and I was like, man, that was what's my man you I think you just did it. Uh with the guy that produces specials for Rod uh, Rose. That's in the, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he yeah. does the comedy specials. Yeah, I'm always interested yeah. in that, man. I I wanna you know, it it's it to be inspired and to kinda know that we're kinda thinking in the same sort of capacity you know so yeah dude yeah. I'm, this this podcast is all about learning and educating yeah for people. sure and for sure and i think oh n- n- let me tell you uh there's another one what's what's the dj's name trauma no the one that was that runs with tip um what's my man's name K- I- kp oh Kwan that one was dope. i'm a big fan Yo. of his like on the low you know no doubt man um so yeah i'm a huge <laughs> fan of his so that was super super and i, I like uh i think you got something good man so i like how you uh it's it's obviously it's it's the space is comedy because that's where you come from, but mm-hmm. it's necessary to have. I think you had a couple of designers on there that do branding and stuff like yep, that. Yep, yep. You have club owners, um, you have comedians, you have producers. All this stuff is is necessary, man. Because as much as as it is an art, it's definitely a business, and you got to find that balance. So it's necessary, especially in comedy. That's I personally don't think comedy's even been the business of comedy has not been figured out. Hmm. You know, I think it's like. I think there's a there's a again there's best practices because what's been taught or what's been done for so long. But I don't know that there's necessarily like I don't think people I, I shouldn't say that figured out I, sh- I should say that I don't think it's been exhausted. All the opportunities have been exhausted. Like Kevin Hart is exhausting all opportunities, and then it's like who else? Yeah, and you don't really think of too many other names, you know. But do you think depending on who you are depends on the opportunities you have in business? Or everybody has the same opportunities. That's a good question. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's a black and white like definite answer. I think that if you are <clears throat> any sort of person that wants to create for yourself in this space, you need to. Uh, if you don't understand strategy, you need to connect with somebody that does. Mm. If it's a partner or if it's just paying for that information, um, because like everybody can't be Kevin Hart. Obviously, everybody can't be like the biggest guy. But I'm like, dude, if a comedian, let's say on the low end, is getting anywhere from 500 to 1500 a show, 
and they're able to tour, you know, and do some, you know, X amount of dates a year, like, you're doing fine. You know, so then it becomes like, what are your goals? Are your goals to be able to feed your family? Then you're doing just fine. Are your goals to be like, you know, to use comedy to break into radio? Then you need to work toward what whatever that means and exhaust those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Are your goals to get on television? Well, these, these, uh, this comedic um, platform can open those doors for you. So, I think that, um, yeah, I, I just I think if you are a personality, you just need to make sure you're exhausting all your opportunities. But it's understanding where you want to end up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, again, like I'm not. <clears throat> there's nothing that any of us do as a collective and then individually because I work with all the guys individually in some capacity but nothing that any of us do is on accident even if you make a mistake you know I think you can purposely make a mistake yeah because I've heard you guys have like a board at the studio with like all your different goals and things like what's all on that board yeah I wouldn't feel comfortable sharing that but uh. <laughs> um, we we um yeah man it's 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 uh yeah we we definitely are trying to you know hit some attainable goals that mm-hmm. we've hit some and now we're shooting for a couple more but i think being able to you know man i don't um i don't believe in like as i've experienced more and kind of seen more and i guess been in different rooms and had a little a, a little a very little bit of access um i think that um you you your world opens up a little bit more yeah. And, or your perspective, let me say, opens up a little more, and you're like, "Oh, so it is that close, but it is that far." So let me work towards that, and then you just kind of chip that away, back to consistency, and you're like, "Oh, shit, we got here faster than I thought we would," or we're not doing this the right way. So uh-huh. let's let's redirect. You know, that's happened too. So, so in like goal setting, what's a goal you guys made on day one that you've achieved? Uh, live shows. Live shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the intent, I, I can't say this like podcasting was our goal wasn't just to be podcasters i'm not even really comfortable saying like the podcast yeah you know? it's show yeah, it's, show, it's not a, yeah it's a, i mean it's a media company you know oh media company yeah, okay. yeah. so yeah. you know we and just to always keep it internal man it was always so my history my background is um i used to work for uh steve harvey yeah where you guys started recording too yeah in uh-huh. his studio so i was um me and my partner joe who directs the show we managed all of his his social, his digital. He, we worked our way up, obviously, but man, it's all his. At by the time we had left, his social, his digital, creative, anything you kind of saw come out online from a personal brand perspective, mm-hmm. that was that was one of us. Whoa! For about okay. for about two years, yeah. Um, and then prior to that, um, Joe's experience was working at Tyler Perry, and then mine was um, working for this this agency here um, in the city that does um, sports in entertainment and television and movies and all those sort of things so yeah to be able to be in some of those rooms where you're able to see everything from conversations to um budgets what real budgets look like right right right. um to um even like how you manage travel all that stuff matters you know what i'm saying and i've i've been able to between the both of us and then our audio guy um he's a board out for steve so i mean he's doing it at this the highest level you know, he's what for Steve? He's the board operator for Steve, oh. audio engineer. Oh, okay. So he manages all that from like he's like, yo, this is what it looks like. This is what it's supposed. And like, wow, he's done it from the very top. You know, and he's doing it for eighty five. Does it for eighty five? So, and that's another reason that shows testament to why you guys are where you are. Yeah, like I mean, the people behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, like we, you know, 
I, I, it's important for us on our side, on the production side, to be able to match the talent. I never want to feel like, Ooh. I never want to be in any business relationship because, and obviously when you're starting, you're trying to, you know, people have to give you an opportunity to open some doors for you. And we've definitely had those doors open for us. But as you as you get to a certain level, any business relationship you're in, if you want it to be an even exchange of talent, time, passion, um, and then payoff. Mm. You know, I don't ever want to feel like somebody's just doing me a favor. So I want any talent I work with to be like, yo, this dude's working. And he knows what he's talking about. Or he's giving me the best he's got, you know Right. That's important for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know how we got to this, but um, yeah, that's 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 kind of, you know. Well, it's I'm a lot of this is just the context for oh, yeah, 85 yeah, yeah. South. For you know? sure, like, yeah. That's how we got there is like, oh, by the way, we came from working with Steve Harvey. We came yeah. from working with Tyler Perry. Yeah. And now we're building this media company, yeah. not by accident. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was extremely important for us to just be able to do something for ourselves. I'm still out of the shot. I'm sorry. No, you're good. No, it's, um, it's more just like the face. I'm just going to move this. We're good. Yeah, that would be cool. See, we don't have a, we don't have 10 camera people. We don't have eight people. No, I, yeah, I two. This is the uh, this is the hustle right here. But you guys started in the trap. You you know you went from Steve Harvey to the trap house. Yeah, you know I mean that was on purpose too. So <laughs> like perception, it's like yeah, the, gr- I mean, the come up. Nah, I, I wouldn't say from there. I mean it was a little bit of um, it was a little bit of happenstance and a little bit of like, bro. Like listen, man, the <laughs> truth. This is the truth. Look, uh-huh. I'm not a genius. All right, Carlos, DC, Clayton, and Chico are the most talented people I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah, they're the wave. You can put those dudes underwater and they're going to be funny. <laughs> like, I'm not... You can put them dudes in a trash can and they're going to be funny. You can put them dudes in a Catholic church and they're going to be funny. Mm-hmm. And they have a chemistry that, like, you can't create. I can't... You can't just put any piece together and make a puzzle work. Right. You know, and, like, Clayton and Carlos have known each other since... I've known them since I was 18 years old. And then DC and uh, Carlos were, like, Carlos was like the first person that DC kind of met in that comedy space from Atlanta. And then uh, Carlos and Chico got on Wild and Out together. So these are like, this is real chemistry that's been created, that's been built over time. So it's not like, I'm just this magician back here, man. No, but you you got like the President's Award and scholarship (laughs) in college, right? And all that. No, no, I really didn't, man. I I went to school. I I did go to school. You you know, yourself some credit there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I think I have common sense. Uh, okay. That's what I think it is. And I don't think I'm smarter than like too many people, so I don't mind asking questions or trying to figure some stuff out or whatever, you know, whatever the case is. How did you meet Carlos and Clayton? So, I was uh, 18 years old and I was trying to get a summer job before I went to college because I played football in college. I had, you know, sports dreams. Jacksonville University, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You done a little research. Okay. Okay. Yeah. A little bit that's out there. I got you, Chad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went to school there. And uh, before I went to school, my girlfriend had a job. My ex ex girlfriend at the time, or girlfriend at the time, she had a job at a. Do you remember when they had the, the malls? The middle of the mall, they had the kiosk, and you would sell like AT and T plans. Mm-hmm. She had a job there, and I was like that dude that wanted to work with his girl because I just wanted to see her every day, right? So then we had to go do training for this AT and T. I couldn't even singular. I think it was called at the time. It was singular. Yeah, right. Yeah, I yeah. just showed my age. So <laughs> we're gonna go do that, man. I'm 
18, 17, 18. I had to be 18. And um, Los was in the training, right? So this is Los what? at the time. Los has hair. Los has barely a beard, like the little. And this dude, like, I'm te- Los has never, te- he's been Carlos since since I, the day I met him. Mm-hmm. Funny, it was like a 40-person training um, room or whatever. And Los is just like got people crying, laughing in this room, dude. And I'm talking about not like, not like trying to be funny, dude. Just like everything he says. And I was like talking to him like he was a puppet, like, bro, make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, man, you crazy. And like Los is from Mississippi. I'm from New Orleans. So we already have like that country backwoods sort of connection. And then. I'm like, man, I ain't gonna never see this dude again. It turns out we're working both in the middle of the mall. I forgot what that mall is called in Kennesaw. Town Center Mall. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, bro, nobody's walking in there, dude. It's a bunch of young people working in the middle of the mall. It's a bunch of dudes trying to get at some chicks. And then like me with my girlfriend. And then I see this big tall dude, and it's Clayton. And it's like me, Clayton, and Los are like trying to sell cell phones. I sold zero cell phones. <laughs> Clayton and Los sold a bunch of cell phones and they were able to stop everybody. And I'm like, Dude, you got obviously I don't know if a million people have had this job, but it's hard to get people to stop to buy a cell phone, much less you're the dude in the kiosk, so you gotta extra validate yourself. Right. And these dudes are stopping everybody, bro. Young, old, black, white, grandmas. It don't matter, dude. Like people with cell phones are really interested in what they gotta say because they're so funny, dude. It's charm. They, they take over the room, man. Right. And I'm like, these dudes are crazy. But I just want to get a good laugh. So then it turns out, so then I go to school, Los has my number. And what's funny is Los kind of always took on that like big brother role because he came to, I think, he came to Atlanta just on a just on a whim, kind of. He just left Mississippi and came here. And then um, so he would always call me, man, make sure I'm good, doing good, asking how school's going, trying to get some tickets. But I was always injured, so I wouldn't really get no playing time. And then he um What position? Receiver. I played some receiver, some running back. I but I was always hurt, bro. And then um so I come back my so, uh after my freshman summer. I wanted a summer job, and I didn't want to do summer school. Or summer school hadn't started, so I needed a job for like a month. And he was working at Dick's Sportswear. He was like, man, I got you. He got me a job over there. I sold no shoes. <laughs> Low sold. Oh, I'm, I remember like I remember like the most like rural white moms in Los has like got these women captivated. Like, mm-hmm. Buying all kind of Nike football cleats for their kids. I'm like, man, this dude is genius, man. Like, and so we just always stayed in touch. So one day he calls me, man, maybe like a year later, bro, because Los is about five years old. And he calls me like a year later. He's like, yeah, I think I'm going to do comedy. I'm like, man, you've been doing comedy. He's like, no, 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 like, like for real, for real. I'm like, let me know. Like, you got it, bro. However, I can help. I ain't got no money, but I help. You know, right, I'll right. tell people about you. And then next thing I knew, man, he did, um, was it Who's Got Jokes? Yeah, he did. I did think. Then, yeah, that's jokes. the first time I saw him. And then he was on, um, what's that? Was it Hell Date? I remember he yeah, called. He's like, Hell Date. he's like, yeah, man, me and Clayton got Hell Date. I'm like, what's, what's the Hell Date? And he was like, just watch BET. And there he was. <laughs> I'm like, man, that's close, man. Being but he's alone. doing it. Yeah, and we just. Quickly. We, yeah, so every time I came back to Atlanta, man, he always made sure I, was, I got some free tickets and I was cool with my, whatever little girl I had. And I said, we've always been together. So, like, that was always my man first, you know, like my homie first. And then. Over the time we were, I was working at the agency. It really wasn't too much. I was trying to get him a couple opportunities that kind of fell through, just as a friend. And then when I was working for Steve, that's when we 
my partner and I kind of took on our own sort of production thing. Like, man, we can do this, you know? Because I always wanted to wait till 30 to be an entrepreneur. But we're like 24, and my boy's like, dude, there's nothing that they know that we don't know. They just got more money. Mm-hmm. And they were born before us. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And I got fired from this job for asking for a raise. What job was it? I was working, the agency I was working at. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I asked for a raise and got fired like a week later because I went straight to the boss. How'd you say it? Were you? I, well, I hate to say this, but I was like, I put, <laughs> I put this whole, um, I put this whole, uh, like, you know, like presentation together, like a one sheet or whatever. Huh. And I was like, I don't want to take anybody's job. I want to create my own job. Because this is when social media was trying to like, people were trying to figure, I mean, still trying to figure it out. This is like when it was a new thing. And it was like, a, nobody really knew how to define it or whatever. But I'm like, social media is necessary because obviously I'm one of the millennials that sees the wave or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I want to do this like coordinator slash social media sort of thing. And this is why, and this is what the average person is making. I don't want that much. I just want this much, a little bit more than I'm making. And he was like, have you talked to anybody about this? I took him out to lunch with my own little money. Whoa, the head boss. Yeah, like the, the dude signing my checks. And I'm like, I'm like, you need this. This is why you need it. These are all the things that I've, that I've done since I've been here. I started off as an assistant. And I'm like, these are all the things that I've done since I've been here. I've managed budgets. I've done client calls. I've done X, Y, Z. I've uh, saved a couple of accounts. So I just, I'm not asking for a raise. I'm just asking for a new position with a little more money. And he was like, whoa, have you talked to anybody about this? And I'm like, nah, why would I? And he was like, you didn't talk to your boss. I'm like, you know, why would I talk to anybody but you? You don't want to sign my check. He's like, man, just give me some time and I'll think about it. And I was like, all right. So the next day, my boss calls me in. She, you went and talked to yada yada without telling me. I'm like, you don't sign my checks? Not knowing that you're not supposed to, you know, chain of command. I'm, I'm just ambitious. Like, bro, I, you know, this is what I want. Yeah. And uh, she was like, all right, I'll show you. And like A week later, I got fired. So from there, I'm like, hey, Joe, uh, you know that thing you was talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and do that, bro. I mean, I ain't got, I can only go up from here. He was like, all right. So we started, you know, creating for ourselves as far as photography, photography. I mean, photography, videography, a little bit of design. Is that the austere eighty seven? Autor eighty seven. Autor. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh-huh. and that just started off as like video content or whatever. Um, and we were starting to, you know, we saw that there was a space for like, even back. Th- I say back then, I'm sure people still do it, but like there were brands that would go shoot things, they would do an event, and they would capture it to give it that extra sort of feel, or right. whatever the case is, so you can feel like you were part of it or you missed out on something. And we saw that there was a space for that, so we kind of jumped on that based on the little relationships that we had. Mm-hmm. That parlayed into an opportunity to actually, before I was working for Steve, I was working for his business partner, um, Rashawn McDonald, who was Steve's business manager for about 25, 30 years. Yo. So I was his assistant. I'm sure you heard it. Yeah, yeah. I was his assistant. Whoa. Carrying his coffee, taking his car to get fixed, getting his mail, all the little things. But like, bro, when you're somebody's assistant, you hear so much, right? And you're talking about like, you know, half a million dollar budgets. Five million dollar budget, ten. This is like he's doing this with his eyes closed, and I'm just like, I didn't even know that there was a world like this, you know. So I just kind of worked for him for a while. He promoted me to work for the company, and then just kept every time they asked, "Can you do something?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah." He was like, "You know anything about YouTube?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get on YouTube and learn about YouTube. Yeah. Can you build websites? Yeah, man. <laughs> Get on YouTube, learn, build, Google, learn, build a website. Yeah. You know, 
hey, y'all know how to do photo shoots? Yeah, man. I'm looking up three-point lighting and all that stuff. Uh-huh. That's how we kind of worked that way. So we did all that to eventually get to Lowe's when he was hosting uh, Cats all the time. And in my mind, Carlos was the funniest person in the world. But what I also learned was that, like, there's kind of like a brand presentation that you got to have for people. Not knowing that's what it was at the time. So we would go to Cats and just shoot, not even really knowing what to do with it, and just kind of putting it out. And, um, you know, years later, uh, a couple years later, or you hear people talking about his content. I'm like, content? You know, that's what we've been doing. Yeah. You know? You guys are almost ahead of the way. Yeah, I, I, we were just doing it. I don't know if we were not even ahead. thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, we were just doing it. I don't know if we was ahead of the way. So then uh, we're doing that, doing that, doing that. And then uh, we was like, dude, whatever we do has got to be involved with Carlos because this, number one, is my man. And then number two, this dude is like the funniest person in time. Now, I haven't been everywhere, obviously, but I've been in a room with a couple of comedians at this point because now you're next to Rashawn, you're next to Steve. Like, you're meeting a lot of people. And it's not a competition thing. It's just like, dude, Los is, he's that funny, mm-hmm. you know? So we just, you know, we kept creating and kept creating. And then 85 came from, uh, it was actually supposed to be a uh, a radio show that we pitched. We wanted it to be like a Saturday, midday sort of thing, like, you know, cookout, barbershop sort of show. And like Los would be, it was going to be a 90s sort of thing with because the, the 90s music was making that comeback where they have the radio station, like 1029 and a couple of those stations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And this is like, I'd read some articles saying that they were like popping up. Like, no, Texas had a big wave that was making it happen. Atlanta, and there was one more state that was working. You did the market research. Yeah, right. I guess so. Yeah. So we pitched it to Steve. And us not knowing any better, you got to understand that like Steve is up here. So, top of the mountain. So, you for you to pitch some, it's got to, he can't come down too far, you know, and not knowing no better, it's not a, you know, it wasn't a slight to us. It's just like, it's got to make sense. Because as busy as he is, it's got to make a lot. So we were like, no, no, you ain't got to. You just EP it in name, walk us through the door, we'll do the work. And like, he's like, that's not a bad idea. So we kept trying, kept trying, and we just couldn't make it make sense. So finally, he was like, forget it, we'll do it ourselves. So we're emailing people, trying to figure out who's who at what radio station. Nobody would answer email, take our call. One guy took our call, I don't want to say his name. He was like, man, that ain't going to work. Uh, I told what? Yeah. I was like, all right. I mean, I respect it. I understand. I'm not right. mad at that. I get it. Yeah. You got to make financial dollars make sense. We're coming from the art side of it. And uh, so no radio station would kind of pay attention to us. And then uh, we was like, man, well, why don't we? We thought about internet radio, not understanding that podcasting and internet radio are kind of two different things to a degree. And um we were like, well, what's a podcast? How do you do it? Like, how do you even upload, you know? So we were like, well, who else can we find that would, like, match with Lowe's? Because it's hard. Like, comedy is one thing in front of people. Comedy on airwaves is a whole other thing. Because, like, you don't get the feedback for radio, like, until, like, a day later. Or with podcasting until you, a week later sometimes. You know, you don't really understand how that feedback's looking. So on the flip side, when we were working for Steve, managing his digital, Joe reached out to DC's people and we just wanted to work with him because this is right before he kind of took yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was still doing the Ratchet People Meek thing and he invited us out there and we were like, dude, this dude is a genius, man. Like, I don't think people understand how funny and how, t- like, forget fun, just talented, like, 
people keep comparing to Chris uh, Tucker, and I'm like, nah, this is Jamie Foxx, bro. Yeah, I was thinking Jamie Foxx like, too. Anybody, everything. bro, this is Jamie, like, this is Jamie Foxx. Bro. Yeah. And this is like what three years ago when I met Fly, maybe three, four years ago. And I remember it was him, Nav Green, a couple of the guys. And I'm like, yo, all these dudes are like, they've got something, you know. So I don't want to take from that. I just want to know if you want to work on this, and this is how it can work for you. So, um, so I remember one day after the Ratchet People thing, we were like, uh, BT always invited Steve to everything. Well, every big media kind of outlet invites him, obviously. I'm sure. So we would take those credentials and try to turn it into content because it's like, okay, if Steve's not going to go, let's go on behalf of Steve Hart Radio Network and we'll just put it on his YouTube. You know, you do the music interviews or the festival interviews, whatever, whatever. So BT was doing uh, the Hip Hop Awards in Atlanta like they always do. And uh, they did the green carpet thing. And I'm like, well, Fly, why don't you go on behalf of Steve and be the correspondent? He was like, all right. And I'm like, okay, is that easy? He was like, yeah. What? <laughs> so he gave me his number. He's like, man, call me tomorrow. I was like, all right. Called him the next day, and he didn't pick up. So I'm like, man, I got the, you know. He called me back like Curry. two minutes later, like, what's up, bro? My bad, I was asleep. Come pick me up. I'm like, all right, so I'm going to meet you. He's like, no, pick me up. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Picked him up in the car. Got in the car with us, man. We went to the, and I think it's still on Steve's channel somewhere. But it's the, have you seen a YouTube video where he's like interviewing a bunch of people on the, on the green carpet? Yeah. That's us. We produced that and, huh. and shot that. And, uh. Our goal was to show it to Steve and be like, look, this is the next wave. Right. Put these boys under your umbrella. We got access to them because these are really our guys. It, it was Fly, Los, a couple other comedians. And again, you got to make it make sense. And I guess it just didn't make sense for him at the time. But it was like, we're going to keep working. The fact he even gave you time, though. Yeah, The fact yeah. you could be like, hey, Steve, I have an idea for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's no, unbelievable, yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Man. We don't even, we don't, we don't. And look, keep in mind. We're not the guys that's going to come to him with anything that we haven't vetted all the way through. Because okay. we under, we've seen those people that come to him and, Steve, I got this idea, but what they really mean is I need your money or I need your brain or I need your resources versus like, you know, meet me here and we can make this grow to a bigger thing. How do you thoroughly vet an idea? Uh, for, for, well, it depends on who you're dealing with, you know, because you got to think about what you're asking for. If you're thinking, if you're asking for him, we never really asked for any finances. It was more about we just need that platform with them eyeballs, and it's got to make. And then second, if we need those eyeballs, how does it make sense for you? Because okay. whatever you ask, like I believe in giving way before I ask. Boom. So, for him, it was like his return was all right, man. If we bring this to you, now you're the godfather of like the new wave of talent. And now you're always good, even when you walk away. So you're the guy to introduce DC, Carlos, Chico, Clayton, any whoever else we got access to. That's not even a fun, that's like a legacy thing now. Yeah, oh yeah, And that's yeah. bigger than finances. So he was always interested and in, you know, it's we still have a good relationship, but we, you still, you gotta make some stuff make sense, make more sense into the details, which I'm not really comfortable sharing, but. So that's a, that's a good note for like, anybody who's wanting to pitch an idea to someone is first vet it and think about what is in it for them and answer yeah, those questions. Yeah, absolutely, bro. What is in it Absol for the person man, you're pitching? Listen, absolutely. Like, cool. Because people come to us with stuff. And like, I know what it's like for somebody to turn you down a million, million times. So I hate, but I'm like, dude, you, like, you gotta, like, I'm nobody. You gotta understand when you come to these guys, he's Will Packers, he's Steve Harvey's, he's Kevin Hart's. Like, 1%. you're number one, understand you're in the room, right? 
and like you gotta understand these guys' schedule, man. Like, there are some people, and like this is just how capitalism works. There are some people that do not have any time to waste. Like, your thirty minutes with them could have blew them a check because that they could have had they could have turned down a bunch of meetings that was as quick as let's sign a deal. Mm-hmm. So for you to even get that opportunity, like understand that, and it's not nothing to be nervous about, but just understand mm-hmm. that like. Make sure that you've thought about how they're going to win way before you're going to win. So if you thought about that for them, you can always back into how you win. Because sometimes the win is I'm just, I'm next to you. There's a win in that. But like, if you're dealing with these people who have done the work, who have gone through the process, who are 10, 5, 10, 15, 20 years into this, bro, they've seen it all, you know? So make sure that there's some payoff for them. Make sure they're not doing you a favor. So is that how the whole Diddy situation came to be? Man, um, that that was kind of crazy. That just came from um, just kind of doing the work. He can't. I, I'd be lying if I mean he came to us. We don't what? really, yeah, we don't really reach out to people. Uh-huh. To be honest with you, like after the Steve thing, we took it on ourselves to be like, you know, what? we just gonna keep working. You know, because I, I I believe in we believe in DC Carlos. Chico and Clayton that much. Y'all are going to be them guys in no time. No doubt. And I, when I say those guys, those guys that, like, the rest of the world has acknowledged us. We've already acknowledged it. Mm-hmm. So we we kind of took on that mentality. Like, we'll just keep working. We'll be all right. You know. So. You were right. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, we're not even nothing, you know, we got a long way to go. <laughs> we got... <laughs> Bro, I'm serious, man. This isn't like a, you know, we got a long way to go, bro. So I'm not, we're still working by by all intents and purposes. So how does P. Diddy reach out to you? Is this like a man, DM? Listen, what, no, listen, what bro. Here? Somebody like Puff Daddy, it'll, it takes two phone calls. He can get to you. He didn't get, you know. He, but yeah, I mean, but you get a call and you're like, oh, it's P. Diddy. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. No, he called, uh, he actually called Fly. And then Fly called me and I'm like, all right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you got to understand, like a bunch of people get that Fly for like, the craziest stuff. We're just not very like vocal about it, you know. So he reached out to him, and then um, but it's the thing like we, you know, again like it's a, it's a big deal for me personally to be able to sit at the table versus somebody doing me a favor at this point in like business. So I it was it was a mutual thing, you know, and it's like, you know, even if nothing comes of that, bro, it's like. We're on the radar, you know, and that means something. So, yeah, that was cool. That was super cool. Like, listen, man, I'm the anybody that knows me personally, I'll tell like Puff Daddy taught me how to dance, bro. So like, oh, you go way back with dude. Like, like I, man, I like, bro. Listen, coming up, man, yeah. like being a kid and watching MTV jams, like the real MTV jams before you go to school, <laughs> and just seeing Puff and Mace and like Master P and like all them dudes from back then. That, that's like that was crazy, kind of sitting there. But you gotta, you know, you gotta be professional, man. You gotta put that professional side on. Like, you gotta act like just another person. You played it cool. I have to, bro. Yeah, I have to. I mean, all of us did. And look, he's a human when it's all said and done. But like, you're talking about a dude that's like about to be a billionaire on his own. So wait, he just, he just wanted to he just wanted to meet you guys and get a photo. What like why would he reach out and use his valuable time? He's one of those people, right. like you said. Yeah. Well. um, I think it was, you know, I've also learned too when you kind of get in these spaces, a guy like himself, who's 
really smart with what he connects himself with, I think that was, you know, just kind of getting a feel for everybody. And, you know, just seeing what's going on. Because it's one thing to see it on, you know, on social media or on, um, online or whatever. And it's another thing. You're like, oh, okay, so he, these, this, is, this is the human behind it. Gotcha. I think that's important, too. So you get you mean you're, you're in his office? Like did he yeah, fly yeah. you out to just come? Well, we say were, we were already gonna be in L.A., so okay. we just had to make it make sense for everybody because it was supposed to happen probably months ahead. But again, the blessing with '85 is created opportunities for like kind of all of us. Mm-hmm. So we're not you know we're all of us a lot more, especially like Los and Fly and Chico and those guys. But I think one time me and Joe were doing this project we were working on with um, with Shaq, and then there was. Um, Los was on the road another time. DC was doing TRL. So we just had to make it make sense for everybody. That's all. Yeah. So is Revolt coming up? Is that the move? Uh, I don't know. You don't know? Mm. Just hanging out. Just yeah, chilling. We just, we going we gonna to try to figure something out. I don't know. Bro. That's what's so dope about podcasting is, like, have you heard of Atlanta Monster? Uh-uh. It's a podcast. It's one of those crime drama podcasts. I have heard of it. But it, it went, like, super viral. It was, like, number one. That's it. it goes crazy, month. right? Goes I have a friend. They do, like, um. They re- I don't want to say, like, Netflix, but it's, like, a, like it's episodic, they do right? episodic. Yeah. yeah, Atlanta Monsters, like, season two, I think. Yeah, my boy in L.A. is crazy about that. I know you're talking about. I just went to a, uh, a talk they did at Switchyards here in Atlanta. Switchyards, yeah, yeah. And they were talking about how they develop podcasts now right. with TV in mind. That's dope. Yeah, That's how they um, develop it. Uh, loudspeaker Network, try that. Yeah, with, you uh, guys are on Loudspeaker, right? Uh, we're not on, we have a partnership with them. Oh, okay. Yeah, we have a partnership with them. We have a relationship with them. But, um, they're, con- they're, they're connected. Yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. got a good relationship with them. Um, what you call it? Um, Loudspeaker was trying that with uh, um, um, the guy Chris Morrow, who is a producer over there, and then um, Combat Jack, rest in peace. Right. They were um, producing um, these almost docu-style audio pieces, Mm -hmm. telling. but what they would do is, uh, man, I can't think of the guy's name. He passed. He was an executive, a big record executive, but uh, they were doing... um, like a docu style leading up to like his his work, and but they would take like a Fat Joe who's worked with him, so that's his episode. And whoever else has worked with him, and it'd be like a an eight episode series that was kind of dope. I don't know how well it did, but are you trying to do that with eighty five? Is long term transition to TV? I just I just content, just create content. Yeah, so I mean, I think the tr- the traditional mythology is like. There's television and there's radio. But the internet has opened up so much. Because here's the thing that we pitched to um, Steve a while back. I remember watching, um, what's his name? Jerry Seinfeld changed the game in my mind. Yes. And I don't think, I think people are just now catching up to that. But I remember watching uh, he, uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, mm-hmm. right? And I, it's crazy seeing that come out because he put that out. And like at the very same time, I remember being in Chicago with, with Mr. H, and it was me and um, his crew and our, my mom and Joe, and we're like, "Yo, you are like the coolest dude on earth for black people. You touch a certain type of demographic that everybody will listen to what you have to say because you're like the OG, and you're still relevant to like that forty year old and up audience." I'm talking to you? Well, this is us talking to him. Talking to who? 
talking to Steve. Oh, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I said Mr. H. Mr. H. Yeah, 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 I was Steve. like, wait. Yeah, yeah, I'm fault. not on Mr. H terms. My fault. Steve. Steve yeah, Harvey. Yeah, yeah. Mr. And Harvey. We're like, dude, how dope would it be if you're like in the room because he loves cigars? You going to all your favorite cigar spots in whatever city and you're interviewing and just kicking it with like your guys. And like we say that, and like two months later, comedians and cars, King Carver comes out. And I'm like, yo. I know I'm not stupid. <laughs> no. Yeah. So like obviously we didn't know at the time, we're just kicking cool ideas. Like he loved it. We just, I don't know what that budget is. Like at that time, right. I don't know what that cost to do that. Mm-hmm. This is just, you know, us in the room. Now this isn't pitch room. This is like just kicking it room. With Mr. H. Right. Like chill, hang with Mr. Cooper. Well, he was, he was hanging out. Man, there were some days he would just have us come around, you know, just for experience and exposure. And you, you know, you, you that's a blessing. So. He's like, man, what do you think about some content idea? And I was like, well, I got this one idea. That those are always encouraging though. Like I've had jokes, I've like started to develop, and then I'll see them on like Daily Show or something. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. It shows you're at least you're yeah. thinking on the right track. Yeah. You know? Well, look, look, man. I think the thing about ideas is like some people believe that you should hold on to your ideas until it's the perfect time, and I understand that thought process because I used to think that way. But I believe that like you. People talk about you get your ideas stolen or jokes stolen or whatever. Like, I understand that. But I personally believe that, like, I look at it like putting up shots. Mm. And, like, something's going to fall. And you become a better shooter with the more shots you put up. Because there's ideas that I know for a fact that, like, that's my idea, bro. That you've seen out there? Yeah, that I've seen, like, executed. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, man. You know what it's like? Yeah. But, it, but it doesn't bother me, man. Like, it doesn't. It's not like I feel like I've been blessed with that, you know, with that gift. Even from the strategy side, are you from afar? It looks like okay, these dudes are just churning out a bunch of content right, all the time. But right. how how calculated is it? Is it like okay, on this day, I'm releasing um, a photo. On this day, we're releasing a YouTube video at noon. Like, yeah, is that- um, the calculation is more in just like the consistency. Okay. Yeah, we meant. Yeah, the uh, the thing died. You need a reset. I might, yeah. Yeah, so, bro, I'm cool. We just I'm got sorry. a couple more minutes here. Bro, I got, I actually, am the, this is the freest day you caught me. That's why I couldn't run from you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm actually free all day, bro. I just got to work out at 6.30. That's it. Run from you. Yeah. yeah I, knew I hope I don't sound like an idiot on here, man. Why is everybody, no, you're still on, by the way. You still oh, you're man. Saying that. No, bro. <laughs> no, man. I love when people get on here and they're so self-conscious, especially it's people that like don't normally. Yeah, man, interviews are really what I do. They're just like, oh man, I'm dumb. I don't this will probably be the last interview for like for like ten years, bro. You think so? Yeah, I'm good on interviews, man. Well, what what made you um what made you? No, nah, they the hot breath? they kept telling me to do it. Eighty five did. It's like, come on, bro, go do it. I'm like, nah, you know I gotta do it, man. man just go do it, nah, you know I gotta. So they see us out here. No, it's, it's just like, here. man, it's like, you know, um, interviews are good things. I'm just like, cool. I don't think I'm like the best um, orator, you know what I'm saying? You're doing great, buddy. Thanks. I appreciate, I appreciate You're the encouragement. You're doing great. Mr. Mr. C. I'm just going to start nah, Mr. No, C. you ain't got to do that. I'm not even comfortable with Mr. <laughs> anything. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Appreciate that. But even with it, with uh, Hot Breath, I'm, yeah. I've been really leaning into lately, like the content side and trying to find yeah. new ways to generate as much content Dude, as possible. Dude, I think, listen, man, I think you have something. Like, I'm, I wouldn't just say it to say that because I've listened to a couple of good podcasts. Uh-huh. Well, the ones that I've taken the time to listen to. But, bro, I, listen, honestly, Hot Breath, I'm going to be honest with you. Hot breath is what I wanted 85 to be. 
And it was like, hell no. Nah. Like, I wanted it to be like the rap radar <laughs> for comedy, you know? What? Because I'm like, I'm the guy that, bro, listen, I remember being like somewhere through college when like YouTube was, a, was really blowing up. Mm -hmm. And dude, I've watched Jamie Foxx interview. Like, it's, you know, like I'm that guy that'll watch all those Denzel um, interviews, you know, watch those Chappelle interviews. Like, that stuff is crazy. We were Puff talking about how him and Big, like, I was, I love that stuff, man. So when I was like, man, we need to interview comedians. We need to have Dion Cole. We need to have Steve and ask him those stories from the night. And I'm like, man, that's corny. <laughs> <laughs> that's and I was corny. like, all right, I guess you're right. You know, yeah. but it's like that, us not knowing, you know, me not even understanding the full breadth of like what we had. But Yo. what you're doing is a space for it, dude. Like there's a, there's a real space for it. And I think you're doing it right because like, it, what's tough is like it doesn't matter how awesome Atlanta is because I really believe in Atlanta we don't have that uh, foundation that like New York has or that LA has like we're getting it and I know people say all the time Atlanta's gonna be it but what that really means is like in 10 years maybe mm -hmm. in 15 years maybe you gotta understand like LA's been doing this and there's a reason you have to go to LA to do a lot of things there's a reason you have to go to New York to do a lot of things even Chicago. So like what's your like if you if you were doing what you're doing in New York or LA, the I think the eyeballs would be a little bit bigger than hmm. or the perception. Let me say that. I shouldn't say eyeballs because I don't know what your number, but the perception. Yeah. Cause like, you know, podcasting is what it is when it's all said and done and you can kind of play with it and tinker with it to a degree. But like at the very like traditional sense of podcasting, like you're not doing nothing that anybody in New York or LA isn't doing, you know? Um, what's that? I listen to How I Built This all the time. I love that, yeah. That's exactly what this is. Right. From uh, an Atlanta perspective, I shouldn't say Atlanta, but like a regional perspective and like a, uh, with the comedic sort of foundation. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's just it's as dope. Comedy. If you ask me, audio sounds just as good. Presentation is just as good. You know, so so what would what would you do to? Because I, I feel like you know I've done over 130 now, and right. I feel like I found my system as far as creating episodes right. and turning them out weekly and generating guests. But yeah. the the eyeballs, man, the yeah. exposure. What's yeah. the strategy there? Have you figured out who your audience is? I think it's comedians, younger younger comedians looking to learn about comedy and how they can get better at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I so I can I can give you our perspective, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm pretty familiar with our audience at this point, so we don't like really kind of leave our base. So, like, when you're thinking about your audience and how to grow it, um. Number one, I think you're doing a lot of the right thing. I don't. I, I wish I had a big secret for you. Mm -hmm. the consistency is like the secret. Your next step may be opening you up to a little bit um, guests that may have like bigger visibility. Because I think your content is really, really good. Like in all seriousness, so it may be like a guest situation for you, where it's like there's that one guest that kind of blew me up. Because I know you got that NPR. Like you got the love from NPR. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing. It's the content is there. It's just patience, I guess, and consistency. Patience, man. And then, like, you know, it may be that one guest. If, like, a 
Mr. H. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if that Dion Cole comes in or whoever the case is, that can mm-hmm. kind of like break yeah. it open. Because you don't know when like the quote unquote break comes. Like I remember when like I was like, oh shoot, people are listening to it. What was that moment? Um, I want to say when we did uh we did an episode. We did this episode with um, what's his name? It was with Nav. It was with DC. No, that wasn't an episode. It was with DC Los and uh, B Simone. That's what it was. And I don't know what she did. That was I think she had just hit that kind of viral thing right at the right time. Like I didn't even know who she was at the time. To be honest with you, I was like, oh, you're the girl that did whatever, whatever. Because Los and DC are connected to it. They brought her in, and then like. We hit at the right time. She did the interview, and that like took off on YouTube. I was like, man, can people all kind of listen to it? Kind of. Mm-hmm. And then we just then I think um, Nav came, not either Nav or Emmanuel Hudson came on next. And then we were like, okay, we gotta you know find a little bit of consistency in how we're pushing this out. And then we kind of kind of I don't want to say took off, but that's when I was like, okay, I think I think we're turning the corner. And then. When we got to start doing those trap episodes and we got away from we we started focusing again on like the content and less about the guests and making it more about getting better with DC and Carlos. Mm-hmm. Cause I got a, I, for one point I was trying to keep getting guests at the guests and I was like, man, this show doesn't depend on guests. Like we don't, these guys themselves can be funny for hours on hours as long as they got the win for it. So once we kind of focus on that and incorporating like, we got a little bit better with like some of our segment. I say segments, but loosely with our segments as far as um, like some topical things, because that helps online. Um, what do you mean, like just giving people direction, or? Yeah, well, I say I'm, I mean like topical as far as like say Trump did something crazy, gotcha, making gotcha. sure they talk about it, or you know. So with all that online stuff, are you guys strategic down to even how you word the titles and maybe even the the tags of the videos and like that SEO approach? Yeah, we have experience in SEO. You guys get into all that. What are some tips on that? Uh, <laughs> what do you own the internet? You no, can't give away an nah, SEO tip. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Um, You're looking at me like I'm asking for the sauce. Here. Nah, nah, nah. Well, yeah, I can't give away the sauce, bro. <laughs> I was told not to give away the sauce. <laughs> Go do the interview, but don't tell him anything. Don't give away the sauce. <laughs> nah, um, look, I'm not the genius SEO dude. Like our technical guys do that, um, but I know that they, that's what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they focus on like a lot of that technical SEO and keyword search and all that stuff. And I definitely know it helps. Yeah, you don't know anything about it though. Not as much as I should. For now, yeah. These are the launch codes. You can't even, it's like giving away the launch no, code. No, I don't, you know. Well, the, what? For like a, for, let's just say for like Hot Breath in general or a comedian trying to build a brand. Right. Because your brand is on point. Like every, it's just every detail is accounted for. What are some tips for somebody who's like, well, why isn't, why am I not getting more successful? What kind of tips do you have that maybe big mistakes you guys made that we could learn from? Man, I would say, uh. I would say if you're looking externally, you're probably making, that's probably the first mistake you're making, trying to figure out what everybody else is doing. Mm. I was like, look internally. And then if you're going to look at what somebody else is doing, it's like, if you're trying to draw some inspiration, I understand that. But as far as like, trying to figure out what somebody else is doing, like 
I'm probably not wording that right. I would say look internal. That's what we've done. We don't really, I don't really know what too many other people are doing other than like what we're doing. Because hmm. I can tell you all the mistakes that we've made. And then I can I can tell you how we got better with that from how we put out. I mean, even little stuff like making sure your audio is recorded all the way through. You know, how to travel, how to do merchandise, how to make sure your website is clean, clickable. And it looks good on the desktop. And it looks good on the phone and the iPad, like, you know, all that stuff. You know, we have a little bit of experience and all that. Um. So I would look internally first, man, and then again, figure out like what you're trying to do. Some people are trying to make some money. Okay. How do you go get um some advertising dollars? You can do that independently, which we've done. You can go partner with some advertising networks. Loudspeaker does it, Audio Boom does it. Uh, there's a couple other ones. Advertise cast does it. Look up, look at look into those opportunities. Um, looking into building some numbers. Facebook has some algorithms. Twitter has some I mean, uh, IG has some algorithms you can figure out. Um, and then kind of go from there, man. Honestly, podcasting is like not an easy thing. Yeah, it's I a wish, lot of work, dude. I wish it was, man. I wish I could be like, bro, this is easy as this, but it's not. So that's why I say like <clears throat> you um, you need to know to a degree what you want to do when you're doing this. We knew exactly what we wanted to do when we created it. It wasn't just about podcasting for us. So even... I will say this, for the first, like, I don't think we saw a dollar for, like, the first eight months. But we was okay. That wasn't our goal. So, you know, our goal was to do what we were doing at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and making sense of it. How did you figure out those algorithms? <laughs> oh, man, just a lot of... But look, I got we got some real nerds in our teams, too, bro. Word. Like, you know, I wish it was as simple as, like, man, we're just genius. Like, bro, we'll be up all night trying to do this stuff. You know? Right. Like, I mean, Los will be sending us links and articles. Like this is, it's important for me that all of us are pretty educated on both sides. Like I'm asking them, you know, on their side, like, yo, do you, does a wide stage feel good? Is the stage too deep? Is the audience like, you know, what kind of spaces do you like to be in? So I can understand from your perspective, and they can understand. When we're explaining to them, you know, apparel and merchandise and how to cut some commercials and all that stuff on our side, and why you're doing everything, we make sure we talk everything through. But when you talk about algorithms, man, that's something that's like. It's nothing that Google or YouTube can't teach you. And then you got to find it for yourself. Mm-hmm. I said, when I say find it for yourself, that's not like, a, I mean, like, what works for you? Because what works for us may not work for you. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, we're like, but we're real, like, we're nerds, bro. Like, we just, I don't really do too much, bro. I don't really do too much other than, like, I'm, like, obsessed with work, bro. So. And this is your full-time? Full-time gig? Well, we f- work for ourselves full-time. Yeah. Man. So, like. 85 takes a lot of time, obviously, to keep that machine running. But what me and my partner do is um, we have a production company, or I call it a content company, uh, called Authority 7. So we've created for Steve. We've created for Red Bull. We've created for Shaq. Um, we've created for um, um, the 100 Black Men of Atlanta, um, a couple other brands, Cox. You know, So we do content Jeez. for them sometimes. Yeah, And I... As I talk to Sal, maybe I should tell more people that. But yeah. <laughs> it's on your website, though. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't even advertise the site. I need to update it, man. And then we work personally with you know personal brands as far as comedians. So like Chico, um, we're putting his site together. Um, Darren, we've built his site. I love Darren, by the way. He's great. That guy's a hustler, man. Yeah, he thinks sure. like an entrepreneur. 
Um, Billy Sorrells, that's my man. Yeah, he's been on here too. That's my man. Um, who else do we build for? Um, Joe Byers. We can white people, no, man. We Where can are the def- white folk at? I have no problem with white people. I love black people, though. <laughs> yeah. uh, I understand. Yeah, it's, it's not our time. Yeah, no. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, who else, man? So we, you know, we build. Uh, we work with Global Soul, uh, oh, yeah, the, the sneaker shoot. guys. Yeah. yeah, we built their website. Um, so you know, we do that on our time on our spare time and then what I'm really trying to get into is like designing more apparel and stuff like that for people that's like that's like my little fun thing so yeah the 85 South logo is insane man man we're actually we're redoing it what yeah so it's funny that I appreciate you liking all this stuff but I actually like hate everything that we do <laughs> cause it's not working right no it's just like I don't know man it's, I'm always like man it could be a little bit better I'm probably getting on all our guys nerves with that I'm like man that show is cool but we missed a couple of things it could always be better, right? Yeah, but yeah, at some point, you just got to... Yeah. We did it. Yeah. Man, we used to... Um, yeah, yeah. So, we work with Comedy High. We've done some work with Comedy High, too. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. So, like, you know, that's full... I don't have a job. That's what you're asking. Like, I don't clock in anywhere. So, like, we clock into ourselves. Yeah. Um, And then we, you know, we... Working on some personal stuff with Los. Um, we've already directed and produced a special for um, Chico and Brand. We kind of, like, tag team that. Um, and does branding require that internal approach? Like, if somebody's trying yeah, to identify yeah, man, it. let me say it. One thing yeah. that does excite me is like brand approach and strategy. That's okay. like, I love that stuff. Well, let's get into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what, what was your question? Well, just you mentioned that com- people should look inward instead of outward. Yeah, absolutely, and man. Like, like, same thing with a brand and building. Yeah, that bro. Because like, man, like Carlos is not DC, right? And DC's not Darren, and Darren's not Clayton. And none of them are 85 South show individually. And at all, like, there's, cl- uh, to me, there's clear separation and a little bit of overlap. But always look internal, man, because authenticity is what's going to help you last and not age. And mm. You're going to make it through the times when it matters. So, like, nothing matters more to me than authenticity. Like, even when I was working for Steve, you know, when you're at the level that he's at, there's a lot of brands that are, connected with you so you gotta be very PC about a lot of stuff but I think if you can kind of dig on his YouTube page you'll see like a lot of the cool stuff that came out came from us and we wanted to make it relatable man like palatable and like yo this dude is dope yeah yes you are getting off of a private plane but that's okay cause you work for it and uh yeah you are sur- uh, smoking a cigar but that's what you do in your, in your pastime or your you know downtime and like we had a he wanted to do this blog site at one time. We built this whole blog site for him. Um and just that site was at one point, I think it was up for like a year or two. It was doing like two million visits a month at one point. Yeah. It was crazy, man. We was doing it, bro. So even in brand identity, yeah. How how in depth, like with the branding I've heard you need to like almost create like an avatar of who is your target. Yeah, I mean, that. I hear that, man. Look, that's a uh, really good industry talk, and I'm not mad at it. It's necessary when you're in those rooms because I've had those conversations. But I mean, it's like I like to say that I like to consider myself like a, a creator first and like an entrepreneur second. Mm-hmm. So I always try to put the art ahead of the business. And some stuff just kind of. I mean, I was talking about like best practices. Like, there's the stuff that feels right, and then within that feel right of that art. 
let's make sure it aligns with some best practices or get as close as we can so you don't lose some of that, you know. Okay. So, yeah, you, you can do all those things, bro, you know, and target audience and um, and then you break down your audience into demographics, you know. Right, right. You can do all that, and that's cool, and that's necessary because you don't want to take shots in the dark. But some stuff, like, if it don't connect and it just don't connect, none of that stuff matters. And I think that connection comes through, like, that sixth sense. Your, like, your personal instinct. Yeah, uh, yeah. Taste is the word. Taste. Yeah. Okay. Taste is the word that I like to use. All right, cool. Yeah, so, like. Yeah, because you, you guys expanded the brand into, like, merchandising, which, you know, I mean, I've I've, I've had the shirts at one time. Yeah. And, like, this water here. But, like, none of it's that really taken off. That shirt is dope, off. man. Uh, it, it's a good print. And oh, it looks like a like a seventies sort of eighties sort of thing. Oh, cool! And then uh, nobody really bought it, but that's, that's cool. okay. That's okay though. <laughs> it's, it's a good. Uh, that looks like something you find over in Criminal Records. So that's dope. Word. Yeah. Oh, so it's just it's not timely yet. It'll it'll get its time. Get listen, bro. Has to listen, there's it. some of our merchandise that I knew was gonna be a hit, and I'm like, am I the only one that likes this? Wait, this what was that, bro? We did this um. We did this uh, T-shirt, this Outcast T-shirt rendition with like DC. I think I brought. Was it for the tour? No, we did it no. for. Uh, we did it for. Uh, we did it like last year, and it was like the Stank on your album, mm-hmm. and DC was uh, Andre Three Thousand, and Carlos was Big Boy, and like we put it online, and like nobody bought it. Did you make it? Did you design it? So what, I don't have the time to sit there and design gotcha. like I used to, like get an illustrator. And I'm not the best designer. I'm be honest with you. So we have a guy that we partner with. And this dude is like, I'm like, bro, this is the inspiration. These are, this is the palette that I'm looking at, the colors that I want. This is what I wanted to print on, but this is what I needed to look like. And we'll go through a couple of renditions, a couple of edits. That's it. Let's do it. But nobody bought that one. The the Outcast one? Yeah. Nah. I'm like, bro, I put the custom tags on it, bro. I put the joints <laughs> in the back. I'm like, the packaging was dope. I'm like, this is hard, bro. And it was like, I guess the artists won't feel it, but they love that freaking Braze one, man. That And that's what I've heard is sometimes, and even with like musicians, it's like the hit song was the one they didn't, like wasn't the one they thought was going to be a hit, flopped, but Whoa. the one they just threw out there is the one that hit. Yeah, and like that's the that's the business side of it. Yeah. The art in me is like, man, that was all right, but the people love it, so I'm never going to, it ain't about me, you know. You just listen to the people. That's Yeah. Man, I will movie. say this one we just did, the House of Blues one, mm-hmm. I love that one. That's like that. Because when I try to create apparel, I try to do peak. Because I remember, man, like, you know, there's a vintage shop right there in East Atlanta, the um, the Versus place. And um, you walk in there and, like, there's some t- I remember I bought, like, a uh, I got from them, like, a Kings of Comedy t-shirt that they had from, like, years ago. Obviously, when I'm a child, bought it for, like, 15 bucks. And I brought it to Steve. I'm like, yo, I, this is yours, man. Wow. Right? He was like, man, this is dope. Where'd you find this? And I told him. And like, I want our shirts to feel like that when people, because you can remember that moment, you know? Mm-hmm. So when we design, when I design, I try to I try to create stuff like that, that feels like that. And like, you know, that's what the Outcast one felt like. That these, the, it wasn't a hit, it felt right, like. Right. <laughs> but the House of Blues one feels like that. Because uh-huh. they had a whole thing where they called it like a bootleg tee, because we didn't get actually approval for that t-shirt until like... Eight minutes before the show started. Wow. Had to run it up the ladder, legal and all that stuff. But which gives it more like a little story. So, Of course, man. Yeah. And I appreciate... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I think about like... Our goal, man, is like... I shouldn't say our goal, but we're working like... 
And that same answer is like Master P. We're just doing comedy or um like like rap a lot records. Like they were independent, you know, they did it on their own and they put up their own money and lost some of their own money, but they're in full control of what they're doing. Yeah. Where it's all about partnerships and we're not waiting for any, you know, waiting for anybody else. So that's how I'm entitled, bro. So when you when you set these goals, just to wrap it up here and looking at maybe what your goals are now in will you like you said after shows you guys will huddle up mm-hmm. and talk about what went well what didn't what yeah, can yeah. be improved on do you do you guys have monthly like audits where you're like okay we have this goal to achieve in what six months do you like audit uh, that way like the structure yeah, they're of not it. timetable ones it's more so like for instance like i wanted to put i will say this goal was to put like a 10 city tour together mm-hmm. that we booked on our own produced on our own travel on our own and we're we we've, we've I think we got one more city we're about to announce, or two more cities, and that'll be it. That'll like in the play. That's a goal. Because um, then what you do is, the bigger strategy is you take that and you're like, hey, whoever, we've done it ourselves. And look what we've done. So let's do this for real. Mm. You know? Yeah. So that's how we put, like, you know, the, the small fish is for the bigger fish. We put goals together. So even with apparel, it's like, hey, we want to move X amount of, pieces by x amount of days so that we can say hey whoever look what we've done gotcha so you do set a deadline for like let's say we want to sell 100 shirts in the first month mm-hmm. yeah well yeah the, the deadline is more about um being able to i say deadline but like that's in within the time frame of like a tour or something like that that we're doing but it's more of like we but even showing like, other people like oh yeah this yeah, is yeah. our value but even like subscription it. goals like we wanted to uh-huh. hit we wanted to hit a quarter million at, I think we hit it right in time, like in like a, a, a couple months or years or whatever. When we realized where we were. Right, right, right. I said a quarter million, 100,000. It was like, well, shoot, okay, well, we're pacing at this. Let's try to get 100 by this. And then you see, hey, all of a sudden, come subscribe, come subscribe. And that becomes like a, like a thing for us. But I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, we're not doing too much. It's not, nothing's like falling out of the sky. It's all strategic. You're looking at analytics yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah, I mean, some stuff. I mean, look, when you got guys like Carlos in DC, right? That is your talent. Some stuff they're gonna do, and you got to catch up to it. That's yeah. the truth too. Or just have the, have the camera pointed at them when it. Yeah, happens. like some stuff they do, you're like, oh, okay, we got to scramble to put it together, you know. But there's not too much. Like there's a real framework and foundation. Like Los and DC aren't oblivious to what we're doing. Mm. And vice versa. I, I, I'm not even comfortable in a relationship like that. So I've been around where the talent doesn't know what's going on. They're just being funny or just being talented. But having, I think that having that connection and that investment into the whole project yeah. creates that authenticity. And there's a trust. 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 There's a level of trust that comes that, yeah. like, trust is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. You know, because your decision-making changes when you can trust somebody. Totally. You know, you know so I think that's it. That helps too. There's a comfort there that you can just, he's got it and I can do my thing. And there's trust and then peace. Let me say that. Peace. Yeah, peace comes from like, I can trust that person. I'm glad you trusted me to do one of your <laughs> interviews, man. Nah, this is cool, then, man. You, know, you, uh, you looked at Hot Breath, like you wanted 85 South to be that. No, nah, man. But look, is, look but I think it worked out for you though. We're doing all right, bro. <laughs> doing, but nah, what you're doing is dope, man. I would continue to do it if I was you, bro. Like, oh, know, I'm not. I mean, know. I'm I'm in. Yeah, I'm not yeah. quitting. I'm just looking I mean, to maximize the output. Now. Bro, it may mess around and be something where you know you 
And then, like, and then if you just, like, you know, say you expand outside of pot, say you partnered with, um, say you became, like, the official interviewer for, the, what's that comedy festival they do down here? Yeah, Laughing Skull. The Laughing Skull. You know, right. you could partner with them and do something. There's your, there's the reach. It may not be the interview. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or if you partner, what's that local um, outlet here? Um, Creative Loafing. You right. Know? Yeah, I've I've connected with yeah, them. Like yeah, like partner talks. They've got a reach. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and you touch, like, that audience that's, palatable what it makes the most sense so and then like i don't know man like all them festivals why wouldn't you pull up to those festivals and get those interviews just become part of the media like you can frame it how you need to frame it boom that's where you get that access that joel byers may not get by himself which is fine just understanding where you are but if you become media and get your media outlet for whatever festival comes through here you know atlanta has x amount of festivals why wouldn't you do that that's what I was asking earlier, man. The strategy. What do I do? Yeah, I mean, I had, 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 had you put me on the spot. I think about it for a second. Well, I'm, I'm glad that came around. But yeah, That's gold. and then like, bro, that T-shirt is dope. I think you have a website. I think I've been to it. I have a website. Wow. The podcast doesn't have like its own website, but I have a website. Joe Byers, yeah, 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 for I have sure. JoeByersComedy.com. Yeah. yeah, man. And then yeah. like, um, I mean, you run your social well, bro. You do. I think I think what you got to do. I listen to it. I don't listen to everything. I'll be honest with you. Well, nobody ever does. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, it, like people, like people go in and out on everything. Yeah, with yeah. the time, the tide yeah. will roll in and out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Not you listen to any of it. You, you keep up with your, uh, with your viewership and audience and all that. I started to recently, right? Just because I've hit a plateau and I'm like, really? Okay, it's like, how can I break to that next level now? How do you? Uh, the system's in, but now it's just the awareness. How do you? Uh, you can't ask me the SEO stuff, man. That's the sauce. No, no, no. I, no, 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 I was going to ask you how do you uh, how do you get how do you how do you calculate your feedback? What do you get? This is from comments or whatever. From feedback, I get. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Cool. Either online or in person. Like last night, I did three shows, and at two of them, somebody came up and like, dude, that interview you did. That's dope. That's perfect, man. I need. Bro, to that's hear stuff. That. That's stuff that keeps you going, man. Oh man. Yeah. Totally. yeah keep. I'm telling you, man. Like more people. Fly and Los had to tell me that for the longest. Bro, people are listening, trust me. I'm like, man, I don't know, I don't know, man. What we got to do, what we got to do. Like, bro, trust me. But then, like, I'd probably say, I'd probably rap it because I can talk forever, but I'd rap it on this, man. Like, I think the biggest thing that's been for me this year is, like, I'd like to feel like the people that I've been around or I've been, had been blessed to meet, what separates them from everybody else is, like, this pace. And they have a pace that, like, is their pace. Mm. But I think that pace comes from confidence. And I think confidence comes from making a whole bunch of mistakes. Right? And those mistakes come from taking a chance. So I'm like, okay, I've taken a chance. I've made the mistakes. Got a little bit of confidence. So let me figure out my pace. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, bro, if you walk into the room with Will Packer, you're like, I understand why he's Will Packer. You walk into the room with Puff Daddy, you're like, dude, there's a reason this is Puff Daddy. He just... Controls the room, man. He has a pace. Los has a pace. Um, Steve Harvey has a pace, man. Kevin Hart, all these guys we've done work with. Shaq has a pace, bro. Now it helps that he's seven, seven two, but he's a mo- straight up mogul, dude. Genius, bro. Straight up, Gen- mogul. and like I've been blessed to like just get all this free game from these dudes. Wow, you know. So yeah. it's like these guys have a pace about themselves that I think hard. Like I don't think hard work is a thing. I think that's I think hard work is a thing of like the fifties as far as like physical hard labor. Like 
this you're working right now, but this isn't like hard work. Mm-hmm. But how we're used to it being defined. So now it's like, let me find my pace within this hard work. Cause like some people work hard through like stock exchange. Is that really hard work? Are you sweating when you're like moving money around and making more money, losing some money? It just depends. So pace is my thing, bro. Eighty five, I think, is finding its pace. Dope. Well, dude, thanks for sitting down and sharing yeah. that with us, man. Seriously. Yeah. I knew you had a lot of game. Even <laughs> when I meet you outside, you're like, I don't really have much to say, yeah. you know, and then this is turning to over an hour. So yeah, okay, I'm cool. glad we could crack open chat here. No, I appreciate it, man. I yeah. appreciate you having me. You should have who you should have on is uh DC. He's the only one that hasn't done it from eighty five. For real? Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'll ask him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DC's a genius, man. He's no way smart. I've already researched him. I'm ready. That dude's a genius, bro. There's oh. some people I've already researched it. So in the day, if they're like, I'll do it in an hour, I'm like, all yeah. right, let's do it. I'll ask him if you want to do it. It's yeah. cool. This is cool, bro. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you. What were you going to say before? I, who do I need on here, you said? Oh, uh, I don't know. I was going to say somebody. I was like, man, it'd be really good if you had, if you did, if you interviewed this guy. I'm sure I'll text you if I it was it wasn't somebody related to eighty five. The comedian? I can't remember. I know. I, I cut you off to shoot my shot on no. DC. Hey, it's all good. <laughs> shoot the shot, man. Go for it. What? Keep shooting, bro. It's gonna go in one day. I'll ask him. I ain't got no problem asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you think of that person, let me know because you never know that. I will. Be the... I will. But this is cool, man. I'm glad you did your thing. I, lo- I listened to the one you did with uh, what's my boy up at Uptown? Not Uptown. Um, What's the comedy club up there in Gwinnett? Atlanta Comedy Theater. Gary, yeah. Gary? Gary's funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was right after the Steve Brown situation. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. There's a lot of game in that one. Man, Steve was ducking them shots. <laughs> that was crazy. I like Steve. Yeah, he was on here too. Steve's a cool dude. Yeah, man. He came on the show. He was on the show. Yeah, yeah I listened to that one to research him and all that. Yeah, I was I was thinking about I was like, man, this dude really does research, man. I hope you don't find nothing crazy. All I did with all I found with you on connected with eighty five South was like that time you guys did that show where it was whack and you almost didn't even think about doing the show. Like I don't there, apparently there was a show back in the day that nobody showed up and oh, the Booker bro. was tweaking <laughs> or whatever. Now you're selling out of House of Blues, but what happened on that? Oh, the show, the hustle, man, dog. All right, so look, without giving too much information away, uh, we had a show. So a lot of times. It wasn't an 85 South show. It was supposed to be, but budget, whatever, whatever. And this way, you just got to trust your sixth sense. But I didn't. And I just went for it anyway. Man, we're good. We're good. We got it. The guy was most people, man, you're going to learn as you do enough business, you're going to learn who's serious and who is. It doesn't take long to figure out who's serious about it. And you, you can be polite about it. You got to be rude. But this dude, like, there was too many, like, hiccups. But I was still like, let's just do it. And the fellas was like, all right, you know, I got you. Let's do it. Get us all down to Tallahassee. And we pull up. And I'm like, I just, it's funny. Chico texts me right before we go to the show. He's like, hey, man, make sure everything's good. And Chico never does that. It's always like, Chad, you got it. For him to do that, he already knew, like, something right. And I think Los was fresh off the show. So, like, none of us was on our A game, to be honest with you. We get down there. And the dude, uh, you know how they do, ah, man, you know. Mm-hmm. When they do the, ah, let me talk to you. <laughs> I'm like, all right, here we go. Man, well, you know, you know, we're going to have the money, but people in Tallahassee, yeah, I hear you, bro. People in Tallahassee. I hear you, bro. And I respect it, but I can't get on stage. Man, but, you know, if you can just do us a, 
I hear you, bro. Then I respect it. But I can't get on stage. Okay, you want to tell him? Ah, no, nah, nah, you know, just work with me. I'll work with you. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I mean, we already here. I'll wait as long as you need me to wait. Uh-huh. So what's funny, we huddle with the guys. And I'm like, look, bro, this is what it is. And then these are my guys. So they're like, well, what can he do? So he goes, call. it was crazy. He calls this one dude. We shouldn't have did this, man, but it's part of the story now. He calls this guy. This guy appears like out of nowhere in this back alley behind a club. And he was like, hey, man, come take a ride with me. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. But I'll wait. <laughs> as long as you need me that to. That pace, right? That yeah. Chad pace. I'll wait as long as you need me to, bro. I have a lot of patience. I have more patience than you probably want me to have. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, man. So this dude drives to wherever he drives. Comes back with like the sack full of cash. And he was like, come to the back with me. And I shouldn't have did it. But I'm like, all right. So I walk in the back. Go through like these back doors, back doors. This dude pulls out all this cash. Will they go on stage for this? I was like, yeah, probably so. So come back to the fellas. I'm like, yo, this is what it is. He's got this. And then Los and Chico was like, man, we already down here. Let's just make an episode out of it. We'll make it work. Watch us. Trust us. Like, all right. This is where I got to trust y'all. You got it. Right. Joe sets up the camp. What's crazy is my man. Well, nah, that's, nah I won't share that. Um, what up? Nah, I ain't gonna say it. So, no? we get on stage, they sauce? do their thing. Yeah, they get on stage. Nah, just, just we'll keep that internal. Just, we get on stage. <laughs> All right, we get on stage. They do their thing. And it's crazy. They're like roasting these guys. You've seen it, I'm sure. Uh huh. They're roasting the guys for like an hour. Mm hmm. And like that becomes like this classic thing. And I'm like, there's no way in hell Joe's gonna put this out. And Joe's like, nah, bro, this is funny. I'm like, Nah, there's no way, bro. Because I was just sick. Because I'm thinking I messed up. I'm like mad at myself. There. They put it out. Chico and Los kill it. They was cool. It was like, man, let's get out of here. I got to go to Wildin' Out tomorrow. Got them back on some flights and we got back to, got back to Atlanta. But nah, that's like, hit boy it was crazy. Puff, we in the meeting with Puff. He was like, man, they had y'all on the Chitlin circuit and y'all in Tallahassee, Florida. Who's the one that, that, that blew that? <laughs> they all was like, Chad. I'm like, man. I was like, but... That's the authenticity that we tell you about. Yeah, man. We show it all. And he was like, and that's why I love y'all. Boom. I don't like dope. My man. That was cool. Dude. So, yeah, that was crazy. Thank you so much for doing this, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, bro. Is it before we get out of here, is there, is there anything else you want the world to know? Yeah. Um, we have some shows coming up. Okay. And we want y'all to come to all of our shows. So go to 85southshow.com. There's going to be a link when you scroll down that has all of our tickets. And we're adding more dates. Houston has been active about getting us to come we're working on it i promise you um dallas we're working on i promise you um la we're working on and new york we're working on so please go to 85southshow.com and pay attention i think right now we got long beach up there we got san diego up there memphis is up there i'm missing the city um and then um oh charlotte we're coming to charlotte too and listen um also Atlanta's been telling us to come back. We have not forgotten about Atlanta, but when you come back now that we've done what we've done, you got to do it right. right so right, we're just right, trying right. to make sure it's right for y'all. So 85southshow.com, go buy some tickets and subscribe to our page. Boom. And while you're at it, Hot Breath Podcast, my man. Man, appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you, Chad. No doubt, no doubt, man. Nice. Fun. Yeah, let's get one of those.
Oh, do I got a point? Okay, yeah, yeah, point there it is. Yeah. All right, cool. Appreciate that one that bad, man. For real. Hot breath. Boom. There you have it, Hot breath verse. Chad told me as I met him, he didn't have much to say, and this ended up being one of our longest Hot breath episodes yet. So shout out to Chad for his time. Shout out to you for listening to all that. I hope you found it very useful. I would say my biggest takeaway is just authenticity. You know, really looking internally, and it's so easy to get stuck in the static of the world and like, well, they have this. Why don't I? Focus on you and what you're doing. And I have to remind myself of this. And I'll tell you, these past few interviews I've done have really been a reminder of that and just the importance of staying internal and worrying about yourself and keeping your eyes on your own paper. So Chad is a testament to just the results you can reap from that mindset. So that was my big takeaway. I would love to hear what your takeaway was with it. What was with it? See, I'm I'm all hot and bothered here in the hot breath of verse. So that was my big takeaway. If you are out there and you'd like to share yours, I would love to hear what you enjoy about this. A lot of you have been giving me feedback about you like the in-depth detail on the creative process or the business insights, you know, like with Jeff Justice and his interview we recently did or LeVar's interview that we did and all the cool social media tips he had. What do you enjoy? That's how we can continue to build this because that was another insight Chad shared was listening to your audience. What do they like? Give more of that. So I'm listening. What do you like? What do you want to hear more of? I am all ears, hot brethren and sisters. So please, let's let's make this a collaborative effort and we can build this together. So with that being said, thank you for your continued support. If you want to see me live, I'm at Funny Monkey at Java Monkey in Decatur, Georgia, every single Wednesday. But if you're not in the Atlanta area, you can always go on my website, Joel Byers Comedy, see where I'll be in about. I'm also teaching a comedy class. I've been doing it for almost three years now. It's an eight-week comedy class starting up again on June 17th, every Sunday at 1.30. If you're interested, go to highwirecomedy.com or joelbyerscomedy.com. You can register there, but just reach out. If you have any comedy questions, I'm all ears anyway. I'm happy to help you however I can. I love surrounding myself with creative and motivated people, which is why I also partner with Amon Garner on all of these episodes. He's been my engineer since pretty much day one, keeping everything sounding crystal clear. And I just started recording in his studio. He has started a podcast studio, people. So I know a lot of you out there are interested in podcasts or how do we even get started or what equipment do I buy? You know what you could do? Reach out to Amon Garner on Facebook be like, yo, I heard you have a studio. How can we link up here to make this happen? It's really, it's amazing. Chad was impressed with it. And this is a dude who is running one of the top podcasts in the country. So definitely link up with him if you have any audio needs, even if it is live or in studio. And of course, I always have to thank my wife, Erin Byers. I am forever indebted to this. This is since episode one. This is ridiculous, but... She made the theme song. She cornered her market, found her way into every single Hot Breath of Zone. So thank you to my wife, Erin Byers, for making the theme song and making me and all that I am working towards to make her eternally happy, even if that is a dog that I must now go tend to. So anyway, let's get out of here. You know, we release these every Monday. It's all in the name of 
helping you discover your comedy mastery. So thanks for hanging out with me today, hot brethren and sistren. And until next Monday, right here on Hot Breath. <sighs> <sighs>